Welcome to the Red Half of Sheffield. This is a Sheffield United podcast by two American Blades fans. My name is Noah Snyder, and I'm joined, as always, by the man, the myth, the legend, Chad Jarvis. How you doing today? Um, I'm good. Voice is a little, <laughs> uh, little late night pillow talk with Chad. Um, <laughs> voice is a little uh, rough. Uh, apologies for everybody listening. It's going to be a deeper, deeper tone than he normally. It's not the octave level of my voice. I'm not doing this on purpose. It's just from the better part of four and a half hours of screaming my head off yesterday at a college football game. And yeah, tell tell uh, everybody what what you spent the majority of the day yesterday doing because it uh, it was not just another college football game. And no, we, we it was. Football, uh, we, we mean American football. It was uh, well. I started the day by listening to to United on the radio as I drove to the great state of Georgia, and um, yeah, the, then me and my girlfriend partaken in a uh, highly anticipated, highly rated uh, college football game between the University of Georgia and the University of Tennessee. Tennessee being ranked number one. Georgia being number three. I don't know how that ended up coming out the prior week, but we'll take it. And then uh, I proceeded to spend somewhere in the uh, roundabout range of $1,100 for two tickets, which were in the nosebleeds as far as you could get, but they were the best seat in the house. And, uh, yeah, we, we put in a good old beat down. 27-13 was the final score, and, uh, yeah, it was worth every single penny. It even rained at one point, and um, if you guys follow me on social media, I posted some pictures yesterday of me and her in the rain, and we were just absolutely soaked. But it the uh, the home crowd did play a, a very important factor, and uh, at one point there was 132 decibels, which is an equivalent to a – jet engine taken off so if you can imagine that loud of a noise in a big huge stadium that holds about ninety three thousand fans uh yeah it was it was one of the most unreal atmospheres i've ever been in in my life and i've never seen anything like it and uh yeah it was a fun time and it was good that we came out on uh uh the winning side and my voice paid the price for it so what you're saying is yesterday was a, a pretty good day in the uh, Jarvis household as far as your teams yeah. are concerned. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it started out with an ass kicking in the morning and it ended with an ass kicking at the end of the day. So, uh, yeah, all around a successful day. And the weird, the weird setup with this is the Blades were third and Burnley were, were first. And the Blades three beat one. Georgia was number three. Tennessee was number one. Georgia beat Tennessee. I was like, hmm, coincidence? I think not. But yeah, I mean, it was weird. I mean, all them weird numbers and correlations. I was like, man, this is weird. I was like, I think it was like Thursday or Friday. I, I told her, my girlfriend, Lindsay, you know, it was like, hey, you realize it's three verse one and three verse one. She's like, really? She's like, that's interesting. I was like, yeah, hell yeah. Hopefully we both get a win. And we did in in an indominant fashion, honestly. Both sides. Yeah. I mean, yep. as we're going to allude to uh, about the blades, man, that was a dominating game. 
and absolutely second dominated half. the game. Yeah, yeah, second, second half. yeah, second half. I mean, if if it weren't for two Jackie Long throw uh, mistakes, we'd probably blank them five nil. Probably. I mean, and here's the crazy part: we could have had six, seven, eight in yeah. this game. Probably. Yeah. I mean, chances galore in that second half. I I think it's pretty safe to say that that's the most dominant half of football that we've played maybe since Peterborough at home, the six, two. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, yeah, it was, it was dominating. It was like almost everything we were throwing at the goal was going in. Yeah. I had that feeling. And I mean, I, I didn't watch it. I listened to it on the radio and it almost, it, it sounded like we could have had eight, if not more. I mean, if we just took our chances and, and finished a couple more, it's just Carl Saba on the radio is just like a man who loves him some blades in in a a different way, a, a, a different way. But I, I love his color commentary. He does uh, does a very good job. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, I got to hear him on the highlights, and uh, you know, it just it just made rewatching those highlights like all the more pleasurable to. You know, to hear uh, both him and uh, the main commentator for the radio, whose name is eluding me at this point, yeah. um, you know, basically call all the goals. And you just hear Asaba like freaking out in the back. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. get in. Like, yeah. and it was like, it was some of the, some of the, uh, the shots on target that got saved. He, you almost thought they were going in because he would like shriek. Yeah. And it's like, but they're saved. And he's like, oh man, it's almost like you're having a, a, a fan in the in the box, in the commentary yeah. box. I mean, you, know? you do. You you yeah. do. <laughs> it's, you know, it's crazy. He is a fan. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, what do you say we get into it and uh kind of break this down minute by minute here? Lovely game. I mean, like we said, absolutely dominant performance from United in that second half. And I mean, it, it really was one of the tweets that I sent out yesterday was the first half of that game was like an amazing advertisement for the championship. And the second half was an amazing advertisement for Sheffield United, yeah. you know, because that first half had everything. I mean, it had goals, it had intrigue, had hard tackles being put in, um, you know, really good build up play end to end, you know, not boring to, like at all. And, you know, the second half, 100% one-sided, didn't let Burnley have anything, not even a sniff, winning every second ball, basically, and goals, goals galore, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's everything you want for in an advert for the championship. I mean, seven goals. I mean, two of them were defensive mistakes, but, I mean, five, five from us that, dare I say, clinical finishes? I mean, we were there when the ball, the ball bounced right to us, to our players, and we took it. We took all of our chances we had in front of goal, for the yeah. most part. And and I mean, I don't know what Hecky you know saw like from the first half to the second half, but he was just like, get it in the box, you know, mm -hmm. get it in the air. They cannot deal with any set plays. Like just get the ball into the box, and you know it'll fall to feet or fall to a head. And we'll have chances that I think, you know, that was clearly the strategy. Um, it was the strategy I'd say for the majority of the game. Cause we did have a lot of uh, chances off of set plays 
in the first half as well, but it really started obviously paying dividends in that second half. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So the first chance of the game came to Burnley in the seventh minute as Benson drove into the box, had a shot that was wide. Tenth minute, Jackie Longthrow put in one of his patented long throws from the left-hand side. McBurney got ahead to it, and it was pretty much saved off the line. I mean, it was a good chance and obviously a sign of things to come. As we said, they were not able to convincingly deal with plays like set plays all game. Stevens put in a really good ball shortly thereafter that was caught by Murich, but is, is it Murich or Murich? How, how do you pronounce the goalkeeper's name? I think it. I think they pronounced it on the radio. It's Murich. Murich. I, it looked, right. Yeah, Murich. I think. I think. We'll go. We'll go Murich the rest yeah. of the pod here. I mean, and and I, let's talk about Enda Stevens a little bit. First half. I mean, he was Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde as far as like offensive and defensive play were were concerned. Great going forward and just really poor tracking back on defense. Granted, you know he had to deal with Benson who for my money, was the best player on the pitch like mm-hmm. for, for Burnley. Obviously, he had both goals, and he is a speedster, man. He is so quick getting up and down that wing, you know? Yeah, he is. He, I mean, he he, he is. He's, he's a good player, and it's good to have him back on the side. And, you know, I thought he was much better in the second half, and you're probably going to allude to that. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's good to get him back. He's been out for, I don't know, however long with – some mysterious injury that we don't even know was wrong with him. But, yeah, no, it's good to get him back and, you know, see him having an influence and impact in the side and just not being out there getting torn apart, you know, tracking back. We all know that he's a liability going back. but Well, I I mean, I thought he was, like, in that first half. Stevens we're talking about, right? You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. He was a liability. He definitely was a liability tracking back. But then it's like – what you alluded to earlier, we were on so much on the front foot in the second half. We didn't really have to worry about that. That's true. Yeah. And I mean, it was a good, you're right. It was a good strategy in that second half. I can't, can't give anything away. Can't give any goals away. If we're just in their half for the whole, the, the whole half. You yeah. Know? Right. So uh, Jackie long throw. Look, let's talk a little bit. Jack Robinson. He made mistakes. He made up for them. Um, but one of the best things he did was like before any goals were scored, he put in a good hard tackle on Benson in the attacking half of the pitch. I think that might have fired Benson up, uh, unfortunately, but you, you just kind of love to see it. You love to see a, a good, hard, workmanlike tackle put in from Jackie Longthrow there. Yeah, he, we all know him. He's not He's not afraid. I would say we have a, a, a bunch of players, just not Jackie Longthrow, like Ali Norwood. McBurney's not afraid to go in. Like Ali McBurney's not afraid to go in and make brash tackles. And that's what I like about you know, Baldock comes to my just comes in my head right now. You know, we have a team that's knows how to put tackles in, and they're not scared to put tackles in. The whole thing is, is if we were to go get promoted in the Premier League, it's so fancy and so high flowing, and oh my god, we got to make the top six, seven, eight teams look so great. We can't do that in this league. Our players are more fit for this league by putting in those tackles because in in if we were to go up in those league in the Premier League, those tackles you're probably getting yellow cards and we're getting stupid fouls and the players are like, dude, what are you talking about? That's not a foul. See, 
that's why I like this league so much better than the Premier League because we don't have to fo- we don't have to form to the top eight teams in the league. Now we can do whatever we want. It's anybody in this league can do whatever they want. You know, if that makes sense. No, I I agree with you. I think that the the whistles don't really stay in the hands as much in, in the Premier League. I I kind of agree with you in that respect. They allow, you know, football to be football. You know, mm-hmm. and look, it's a physical game. It it is a physical game, and I think sometimes in the top flight, you know, the the referees are very quick on the trigger as far as the the whistle is concerned. Yeah. 17th minute, this is their first goal. Matson put in a good ball into the box. It's headed out by Jackie Longthrow, but only as far as Benson on the right-hand side. He takes a touch and fires a strong shot that, you know, to be honest, I think if Jackie Longthrow just kind of lets that ball go through, I think Wes maybe gets a save on it, but uh, it wasn't to be. He heads it right back into his own goal and, um, yeah, deflects off of him into the back of the net. And we're under the cosh very early on. You know, it, it was worrying to go down at that point. But when I saw how we responded, you know, I thought, okay, I think we'll be able to get back into this one. Yeah, I would agree with that. And, you know, you're probably right. If if Jackie Longthrow lets that ball, you know, just, just go through the box and not hit it with his face, I think he West probably saves it. It doesn't go in for an old goal. Yep. 20th minute, Fleck put in a corner that McBurney was able to get onto, but he couldn't direct it on frame. 22nd minute, off of a corner taken by Zorori. Hardwood Bells, unmarked in the box, gets a good head to ball, but it's up and over the bar. I mean, that was a brilliant chance that they just missed out on right yeah, there. Yeah, just, and, and you, if you would have went a little bit faster, you could have said Hardwood Balls, too, by the way. Because <laughs> it, it sounded like, because it's Hardwood Bellas, and you, if you if you slow it down, you can say Hardwood Balls. <laughs> great, great name. Kind of like Dick Hardwood, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, 25th minute, Vitinho gets it to Benson, who has a shot from, like, way far out, but it goes high and wide. And then in the 30th minute, Norwood put in a fantastic corner that McBurney heads towards goal. And Jaya gets a knee to it. It goes into the back of the net to draw United level. And watching McBurney's movement on that corner was really great. He like waited for the opportune moment uh, to head that ball towards net. I mean, he wasn't content, you know, he wasn't marked. He like he it wasn't contested really. He picked a spot and he found Njaye. So yeah, really good. Really good uh, header there from McBurney and another gold contribution from him. I mean, yeah, has been great. I mean, yeah, this is a revelation for for McBurney. But I mean, you got to give credit to I I Illuminan and Die. I mean, what is that? Nine goals on the season this year, and it's what are we twenty games in the season? So halfway through, I mean, that's pretty close. If he keeps up those contributions and no injuries, you know, he's probably we're probably looking at a twenty goal scorer there from and die which i mean he took his chance the ball came in and he's just you know mcburney headed it to him and then he he finished it up he finished up he he did what a goal scorer does yeah and i mean look what did we say at the beginning of the season we said if we can get 40 goals from like you know two play two or three players you know that'll put us in a really great position we said we needed to replace the contributions from morgan gibbs white and already mcburney and njaye have done that yeah. In the, and look how young the season is. You yeah, know? exactly. Young. Uh, no, we're to what, 20 games into the season? How many games well, have we played? 18? I mean, 
19. Whew, we're getting into the thick of things now. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I when I say young, I I mean it we're we're getting towards the middle part of the season, but I'm saying that they've like replaced the contributions all season last yeah. year from yeah. from from the law firm. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 31st minute, Burnley come right back down the pitch, and it's Benson again, finding Bastion in the middle, who passes out left to Zorori, who has a shot that is saved well by three-point Wes. And, I, you know, we can talk about, you know, Jackie Long throws, mistakes, but at the end of the day, Wes really did keep us in the game. He, he gave us the platform, you know? Yeah, he did. He, I mean, he put in a, a workmanlike shift again. Anything you – I mean – couldn't ask for anything else. I mean, just just keep playing like that, and and we'll be we'll be good. I mean, you, you can't help that your own player scored scored one goal past you. I mean, the other one was just good. It, it was a good shot, but yeah. I mean, I like what Wes is doing in, in goal. I think he's he has what eight clean sheets this year. I might be yeah something like that. Eight or nine, I think. Yep. Yep. And I look, like you said earlier, if it were not for two mistakes, he probably could have had another one in this game, you know? Yeah, exactly. 33rd minute off of a corner from Zorori. McBurney clears, but only as far as Matson, who absolutely rattles the bar from the left side of the box. 39th minute off of another long throw from J- JLT. Egan heads it, but misses left. 44th minute, Norwood puts in a dangerous cross that is headed out, but only as far as Stevens, who has his shot, and then McBurney, like, deflects it. It was, like, basically boom, boom. Um, and then it was saved off the line by yeah. a Burnley defender. I can't remember who, but um, really good idea there, like, for McBurney to kind of, like, put a deflection on on a hard Stevens shot. Yeah, I mean, it, it was one of those – it was a bang-bang play, as you alluded to, and – you got to give us credit. We were trying to go and get a goal up before we went into halftime. And, you know, as you're going to allude to here coming up, that doesn't happen, of course. But, I mean, we felt in it the entire time. And not not at any point did I feel like we were going to lo- take a loss. I mean, at the worst case, it was going to be a draw. But I didn't think we were ever going to lose this game. Yep, yep. And then, as you were kind of saying earlier, 45th minute, it's an absolute horror show from Jackie Longthrow off of a routine play out from the back by Wes. Uh, Jack Robinson miskicks the ball. Benson's away with it. He passes it into the back of the net past Wes. And, uh, you know, it's 1-2 to Burnley at that point right before the half. And normally that's, you know, if you're, if you're a Burnley supporter, you know, that's exactly what you want to see. But I think that kind of lit the fire under our asses, you know, Going into halftime, I'm sure that Heckingbottom got into the lads um, and was just like, we're playing our football, you know? If we keep playing this way, we are going to get the goals. And, you know, I I tweeted about it. Like, I, I said, we were the better team in, the, in that first half. We were more dominant. And, um, you know, I said that if we would be – if we would play that way, you know, the entirety of the second half, the goals were going to come. And, boy, did the goals come. Yeah, I mean – I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have figured us scoring four in the second half against the, you know what would seem to be unbeatable Burnley side because they, I don't think we made mention of this at the at the beginning of the pod, but I think they're unbeaten sixteen games or something like that. Right. So before yesterday, yeah, yeah, before Amazing. yesterday. So I mean, we're coming up against a side that was virtually unbeatable, and 
Now, like this isn't anything the two of us or anybody listening doesn't know, but Burnley are probably our like promotion rivals. I wouldn't even consider Norwich a promotion rival. I think Norwich have kind of like fallen down and they have a different avenue to try and get promoted. And it's not the end of the world that they don't, but I think it's between us and Burnley for like the top spot. Who does, whoever doesn't come in that first spot is probably going to come runner up. I mean, it's certainly looking that way right now. Let it be known. And we've said this so many times on this podcast, when it comes to the championship, a, a good run of six games completely changes your season. Yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. I, just just as a bad run of six games completely changes your season. I mean, mm-hmm. look look at where we we were top of the league, you know, and absolutely flying. And then we don't win a game for six games. We get three points out of eighteen, mm-hmm. and you know we drop down at that point. I think we were fourth or fifth. You know, we've won three on the spin now, and it's put given us the platform to you know, be in, in, in the ascendancy at the very least getting second, you know, before the international break, if a couple results go our way, then that means we'd be first if we can beat toy town on, on, on Tuesday and uh, go in and win against Cardiff on Saturday, you know, two yeah. more wins. And, and we're definitely going to be, if not first, very close, like just behind this burning yeah. side. So the second half gets started and immediately 48th minute long throw from Jackie long throw. It's headed out by Burnley, but only as far as Robinson, he gets back on it and he puts in a wonderful cross for Ahmed Hodzic who heads it back stick and McBurney with the diving header draws United level again. Um, One of the more spectacular goals that you're going to see from Ollie McBurney, just absolutely laying out and, what a great goal! What a fantastic yeah. goal! I like the uh, I like the flying header and the effort from Ahmed Hodzic is is good. To, you know he he uses his size to to flick it on and McBurney just comes flying in and just slams it home. Two two. He, he was the he was one of the differences I have to say in this game. I mean he was amazing. You know we missed him so much this past week when we were uh, away at Bristol City, mm-hmm. and you know having him back on the side. He he's one of the best center backs I think in the championship. He has to be right. Yeah, and and it's almost like we have a couple of uh, cheats on our team. I think Indai and and Ahmed Hodzic are, are are cheats for this level. And if Sandy Barge gets healthy on his day, he can be a cheat as well. But yeah, I mean Ahmed Hodzic was definitely missed against Bristol City away, and you know he you you could see how his impact was being made, you know, leading into the second goal for United. He's just a game changer. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. 50th minute Burnley looked to strike back as both Vitinho and Cullen have shots blocked in quick succession. And Cullen's shot was excellently blocked by Ben Osborne stretching out to save perhaps a goal. I mean, you know, I think he, I don't think that anybody would have gotten a block on it if it wasn't for Benno there. No, I mean, it, Good in, you know, we've talked about Osborne, you know, he's a good defender. I mean, he's not he's not afraid to put his body on the line and, and take one off the face or take one off the chest. I mean, he's just good, solid, all-around player. Yep, yep. He's that Swiss Army, 
Swiss Army man, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. And he played two positions in this game, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But 56 minute off of a corner by Norwood, and McBurney, I think, was basically unmarked in the middle of the box. He heads the ball, but it's saved by Murick, and Illumin and Jaye ends up putting it into the back of the net, but he was offside by a country mile. But I, I celebrated this goal. Did you celebrate it? Well, oh, when well, it, you were watching, when, yeah, when when it went in, I was like, I I threw a fist pump up in the car, and I was like, okay, this is it, game on. We're ahead three two now, and then they said it's offsides, and it's kind of like, oh man, you just kind of, I kind of sunk down in my seat. And I was like, ah, oh, damn. You, you know how um our radio commentator again, whose name is escaping me, and I apologize, but uh, he he always says, and Sheffield United, like. Yeah, and then whatever the whatever the call was, he so he says, and Sheffield United's goal is called offsides. Yeah, he he builds it up and then lets you down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was funny, but um, you know, just a kind of a sign there of what was to come. Sixty second minute, Norwood put in a great ball for Ahmed Hadzic, who tried the spectacular, but. It was just to the left of goal. I, did you listen to the interview uh, from Ahmed Hadzic after the game? Yeah, I didn't have a chance to. He uh, he said that he thought it was going in, but you know it missed pretty badly. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't really that close. But I don't know the way he hit it. Like if hey, if he's got, I didn't. That was a skill that I didn't know he had. You know, he's what six five, able to do a fucking bicycle kick. Is this his second time this season trying to do that? I think I think he had one earlier in the year. He tried to do it, but it was just he kind of flubbed the shot and it went. It, it just was terrible. But I mean, for a man of his size trying to do this, why not? Why not give it a shot? Yep, absolutely. And then, and then, sixty fourth minute. The redemption arc is complete as uh, Fleck puts in a corner and Ahmed Hodzic gets ahead to it and promptly rattles the bar. It falls to Stevens, tries a header of his own, isn't able to put it in. And then finally, Jackie Longthrow toes it up and over both the defender and the keeper into the back of the net. It was like a slow motion sort of thing, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm sure you watched it back, but it doesn't matter. 3 2 to United in front for the first time and well deserved. And we were absolutely battering them. That was, uh, that was kind of the goal that broke the, broke the dam. And then, you know, after, you know, Jackie Longthrow got his redemption, you know, we just kind of kept pouring it on after this. It, it was like, just like, okay, you get a goal and you get a goal and you get a goal. I absolutely love the the celebration, like with McBurney, like the whole team goes over, you know, and kind of dog piles on him. And, you know, you could kind mm-hmm. of see what it was like, what it meant to him. And it, it was really funny after the game, uh, Jackie Longthrow was like an in interview. He was just like, at that point, he was like, I wanted the gaffer to take me off because I didn't want to let a third one in, you know? Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was funny. Yeah. A little bit of uh, self-deprecating humor there from JLT. Um, but he was great from this point on. Absolutely wonderful. And then we really started turning the screws at that point. I mean, we were winning every second ball. 67th minute in Jaye, one of his fantastic runs into the box. Passes right from McBurney, who is wide open. He drives in, has a shot that is saved by Murek's feet. I mean, what a save that was for Murek. You got to give him credit. He kept them in it, in it there. And off of the ensuing corner... 
Norwood delivers an amazing cross that Ahmed Hodzic heads, and it takes an amazing diving save by Murek to keep it at 3-2 there. So back-to-back, chance, like A-plus chances right there, uh, saved by Murek. That corner led to a um, another corner taken by Fleck. McBurney got ahead to it, and it's an easier save this time for Murek, but he, pu- he puts it out for another corner for United there. And then finally... <laughs> Norwood puts in the corner. It falls to Osborne, who has the shot. It's blocked. It falls to Ahmed Hadzic. He turns, shoots, and scores. And, you know, there were shouts of offside that he might have been. He might have been off, but, you know, it's not called. It doesn't really matter in the end. 4-2 to United at this point. And, you know, that wasn't an intercontinental ballistic piss missile, but it was a short-range <laughs> piss missile, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean... What a goal. I mean, like I said, after we got the goal before, it's kind of like the, the 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 dam broke, and we just started having chance after chance after chance. Burnley were just kind of clinging on at that point, and then Ahmed Hodgett takes the goal, and yeah, the game over. 4-2, that's it. You know, shut up shop. Let's, you know, but that was only the 69th minute, so – you know, there's another one coming. So, I mean, it, it's not like after we got four, we kind of switched off and we're like, okay, game over. We just kept going. I wonder if I wonder if Hecky almost wanted like a this to be like a statement game. It's well, almost it like whether he intended it or not, it certainly was. Yeah, because it like I figured after we made it four two, it was like, okay, this game's over. We're probably not going to concede anymore. You know. Let's let's get out of this with a win, and we just kept almost like pouring it on. And the fact, I wonder if, if the fact that this game was on Sky, you know, for everyone to see, he was like, okay, you know, let's just keep going, let's keep going, see how many goals we can get. And like we alluded to, we could have probably had seven or eight. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Basham comes in replacing Stevens in the seventieth minute. Basham moves to midfield, interestingly enough, and Osborne moves to left wing back. And we don't really see Chris Basham playing midfield, but I thought he did a he did a good job in the limited minutes that he got in you know in the midfield for United. He he dabbled in it a little bit. I mean, it's I mean, maybe it's something you've been working on. Who knows? Yep, yep. I mean, it, it's it's nice to have another you know another Swiss Army man that you can play in the midfield, play in center back. Mm-hmm. You know, go where he's needed, basically. Yeah. Just a, you know, another arrow in your proverbial quiver there for for Hecky. Yeah. 74th minute world-class ball over the top by Norwood for Balduck who gets in behind the Burnley defense. He takes a shot that's well saved by Murek, but it falls to that man, Ollie McBurney, who just has to tap 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 it in to the back of the net and United up 5-2 like we said absolutely battered Burnley in the second half four goals in you know 25 minutes or you know whatever it was 30 minutes amazing I mean yeah unbelievable I mean McBurney on nine and die on nine I'll take it man just keep scoring at will man I I just I like watching a fun team and this is a a a fun team and they, they make it when they get ahead they make it really hard for the the opposing team to get back into the game. Yep. Yep. And 
I mean, I think it also just kind of showed the, in, you know, in, intestinal fortitude of the side to go down, level it, go down again, draw level, and then go for the win. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of teams would have been content playing a top side like Burnley. They would have been content to just kind of like hold on and and not press forward. But I think you know the atmosphere was wonderful at the lane yesterday, and yeah. I think that kind of contributed to. Um, you know, to to our side really going going for it in that second half. Yeah, I would agree. 83rd minute, Norwood put in a ball for Njaye in the six-yard box, who misses just to the right. 88th minute, West does really well to save a header from Harwood Bellis after a corner by Goodmanson. Same 88th, Vitinho misses a shot from outside the box. Cork passes to Roberts, who... Heads the ball, but it's blocked, and Cullen tries an awkward angle shot that just misses to the left. And, you know, we had eight minutes of stoppage or whatever it was, seven minutes of stoppage, but that was pretty much all she wrote. 88th minute, United cruise in the second half to three important points over league leaders Burnley, and, you know, we are in the driver's seat right now heading into this international break for the World Cup. But... We do have a derby coming up this Tuesday. Before we get to that, Chad, who is your man of the match in this one? I mean, it's pretty obvious who the club picked, but if it's not Ollie McBurney, who is it? I'm going to go with the other Ollie, Ollie Norwood. He had an absolute phenomenal game. I mean, the dude is playing absolutely out of his mind right now. I mean, he just is everywhere, putting in beautiful balls, pinging them in. You know, we're the the attacking players and I, McBurney. They're getting on the end of them. I mean, I can't I can't say anymore. I mean, he's playing out of this world right now. Do Do you remember? Like, it it was not that long ago. We were talking on this podcast. Like, when we get a corner, we should just give it right back to them because you know we don't yep. do anything with these corners. Now we're scoring almost exclusively. It seems off of set plays. It's yeah. it's unbelievable. It's yeah, it's unreal. I mean, this what a revelation. You know, what a revelation. I wonder what the set, uh, you know, who has the best record for set plays in the championship. Let's give a little Blades pod. Yep. And I got nothing because I was just hitting every key on the keyboard. (laughs) (laughs) But no, Um, I mean, we've got to have a a pretty decent record, record this year. I mean, I would imagine so because we've converted from, I mean, I would like to think at least five set pieces, if not more. Yeah, it has to be more than that. I would, I would I, imagine so. Okay, I'm on SoccerWiz.com. Uh, let's see. Nope, nope, it's not been updated. Well, you know, hopefully Ben, <laughs> Ben will give you those statistics on Blades Pod, and hopefully he's listened to this before. You know, before the, uh, he and and Roy and uh, record their podcast, to, I'm, I think tomorrow they'll probably record it. Maybe they're recording it today. Who knows? Maybe it'll drop right around the same time. But uh, I think it's safe to say that we have done much better on set pieces over the last six months than we had in the previous two years. You know? Yeah. Right. hundred percent. It's like night and day. Definitely. Definitely. Well, we go again this coming Tuesday. We host Ravram at home, and it is a local derby. 
kind of a South Yorkshire derby here. And Ralvram, uh, they have been doing a lot better than I think a lot of people expected them to this point. You know, I think a lot of people thought that they were going to be kind of maybe propping up the table. But look, they're sitting in 17th place. It's very tight in the middle of the championship right now. And, you know, they don't, they're, at least they're not towards, well, the, I will say they're, they're only two points off of bottom, which is crazy, you know? Yeah, or, I mean, the second bottom. Huddersfield, clearly the bottom, at the bottom right now. They're really struggling. But, um, you know, Wigan and West Brom both on 20 points, Rotherham on 22 points. And they lost yesterday, didn't they, to Norwich at home? Yeah. And yeah. before they got beaten by Burnley. So they've played good sides the last couple of games. Um, you know, prior to that, they lost to, uh, to Cardiff and then they drew Coventry. So they've played, you know, in the last five, mostly decent teams. And I think it's probably going to be a tough day at the office when they do come to Bramall Lane on Tuesday. As far as players that we have to look out for, though, um, Chiodozzi... Ogbenne. Is that, am I pronouncing that right? Uh, Yes. I'll go ahead and just say yes. Okay. (laughs) And then Dick, you know, Dick Wood, infamous Dick Wood. (laughs) Dick Wood in the, in the, in the center, in the center of their defense. The Dick Wood is the heart of their defense. (laughs) Dick Wood (laughs) on four, on four goals. Uh, Connor Washington on three goals. I think we all remember Connor Washington. And yeah, George, Georgie Kelly as well on three goals. He uh, he's typically their lone replacement striker, and they they set up very very similar to how we how we set up. You know, they play two, uh, three at the back with two wing backs and three one one. So yeah, they set up like very, very sort of similar to to how United set up, and. I think it'll be a, a physical game. I think it'll be a grind out game. What, what are your What are your takes on how this one's going to go, Chad? Yeah, I think it's you know, it's it's some sort of a derby. I mean, we were supposed to play this. I don't know what two months ago. We even recorded a uh, a, a part with a, a Rotherham supporter, and he talked all about it and whatnot. And I just think we're going to go and win, honestly. But I wouldn't be surprised if we came away with it with a, a, a draw. Um, I'd take a point, but I won all three, so I hope we can go and win. I think it's probably going to be an easier game than you think. I think we're brimming with confidence right now, especially if we can get Doyle back in the side. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that'll – I mean, I don't know. Do you change a winning side, Chad? If Doyle is available, do you bring him back in? That's the question immediately. I don't know. I – I'm almost going to roll out the same lineup we rolled out yesterday. Yeah, I would. I would. I mean, it's tough to change this winning side. And then if you're going to make rotations, Cardiff at the weekend, because then you can just run everybody into the ground and be like, all right, we've got a month off. If you're going on international duty, go and do it. Do whatever. But just we need to take advantage of, of this. And, well, and heck, heck he might, heck, he might rotate the squad for – for the game against Rotherham and then just absolutely blitz Cardiff at the weekend. I don't know. It's tough to say. There was an interesting development. If we're talking about international play, uh, Sadio Mane went off injured for Bayern Munich yesterday. 
So I think that could mean that Illiman and Jai might see some some time uh, playing for Senegal in the World Cup because I think you know he's probably first in after Mane, isn't he? I would imagine so. I don't know what their setup or or their team looks like, but yeah, I would assume so. Yeah, it it, it could be interesting for uh, for Njaye, and he might be on the you know on the international stage. And... Yeah, and the the whole thing is is, and I think they talked about uh, Ben and Andrew talked about this on Blades Pod. Like the you know, it's not like we're gonna have a month off. There's still the teams that aren't playing in the World Cup are still having international friendlies. Like, what the hell? Just give everybody a rest. And if you're not playing in the World Cup, just chill. You don't got to do anything. Keep your fitness. Don't get hurt. This is the middle of a league campaign. I mean, whatever. I, I don't want to get on the soapbox about having a World Cup in the middle of a league campaign, but so be it. That's the fun about money being funneled to Qatar in through yeah. FIFA. Yeah, I mean, I we can talk about, you know, the sort of politics behind the selection, but suffice to say, I, I think that, I don't think that a country that is ill-suited and has a history of human rights violations um, is going to be hosting the World Cup anytime soon again. I just think there's yeah. been so much public outcry and, um, you know, the corruption from FIFA was just so transparent in this whole thing. Um, I don't know. I, but then again, FIFA is probably one of the most corrupt organizations in sports. Yeah, you know? 100%. Well, that's our political take for the week. Uh, you know, don't <laughs> add us on that. Um, <laughs> uh, what about a score prediction for you, Chad? I'll go 2 0. It'll be a hard fought 2 0, but I think we'll win. I think we'll win a scrappy 2 0. Who are your goal scorers? Um, let's see. Um, Wes and <laughs> you um, say Wes every game. Yeah, until he until he gets it. That's I'm feeling confident he's going to get long, one. Long yep. time. You're going to be waiting a Wes, long time, Wes. Wes and we'll say um Ollie McBurney. I mean, can't I'm fault gonna... for that. I'm going to say it's 2-1 to the Blades. I think that McBurney is going to get one, and I think Ahmed Hodzic continues his goal-scoring form, and he is going to get the other. He's just so confident. And he, How many shots did he have in this game? It felt like he had probably like five or six shots in this game. That's what I was about to say. I think it was probably more likely two or three, but yeah. you know. He scored. He scored. So yeah, he did. Uh, I think he's going to be on on scoring form, and he's going to continue to try to get goals. He's on what six goals in this campaign? Something like that. Yeah, I don't know his exact. I don't know his exact score. Uh, goal scored this year. Hold on. Six. Hold on. Oh, no. I'm going to say six. No, he's. There's no way he's on six. He, he has no. He has four goals and two assists. So Ooh. six goal contributions. Contributions. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Which is so impressive. So, yeah. so impressive. You love to see it. Well, I think that is just about all the time that we have for this episode of the Red Half of Sheffield. Chad, where can the people find you on social media? They can find me at Jarvis underscore 13 on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me, Noah Snyder, at Sunpuck on Instagram and at Nestman930 on Twitter. 
Twitter. If you haven't done so, please follow this podcast on social media at Red Sheffield on Twitter and at the Red Half of Sheffield on Facebook. And I think we will be back doing the Chef United Way watch along this coming Saturday against Cardiff away at Cardiff. But until then, we have a game against Toy Town, against Ravram United this coming Tuesday. That is, I think, an, a 7.45 kickoff, if memory serves correctly. Yes. Well, until then, up the blades, Chad. Up the blades. Come on, you red and white wizards.